Hey there, everybody. Great show today coming in for In the Hoop. We're going to talk about the West, the debacles, and, you know, maybe what Jason's predictions are going on right now. So let's get into it. Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Hey there, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Saturday of In The Hoop, your weekly NBA NBA update show. My name is Tanner Dawson of the Whiskey, Whiskey Sports Podcast. I'm joined by JG of the Sports Buffoons. JG, what's up, dude? What's up, yo? It's good to be back. Let's talk some NBA. All right. We got uh, definitely some things to, to discuss here, uh, big time. Obviously, we saw yesterday, uh, you know, a couple top tier seeds right now <clears throat> going at it with Memphis and Denver. Denver ended up pulling ahead there uh, towards the end, taking care of business. But this West, the West in general, I feel like it's just an open field, honestly. Unlike the East where you got your main three teams, but the West here is just, it's it's insane. What I guess, what's your, your thoughts here? Cause you got, you got Phoenix and Golden State and you even had the Clippers in that, in that prediction a couple, you know, a week ago or so. Uh, is that, is that still the case for you? So there's, there's not a whole lot of, uh, separation in the West and it's been that way since the beginning of the year. Um, at some point you had golden state and the Lakers who were both out of the play in. And since then a lot has changed. Um, but you still look at the Lakers. I think most of us are counting Lakers out, which would be a correct assessment. They have no shot at winning anything this year. But as they stand right now, they're still only nine games out of the number two seed. So just to give you an idea of the the separation there, Golden State, who was playing just awful for basically the whole first half of the season, they were playing terribly. Uh, All of a sudden you look up, they are the five seed and they're only five games out of number two. So not a whole lot of separation. Uh, I know a lot of people were talking about, well, what, what are we going to do if uh, Phoenix ends up playing Golden State in the first round? Those are the two best teams in the West. Well, I mean, in theory, that could happen, but it's not going to be in those two positions. Phoenix is not going to be the four seed. Golden State is oh. not going to be the five seed. So, you know, I, I could see a potential like 2-7 matchup or a 3-6 matchup and still see those two teams playing the first round, but we've got such a long way to go. And so it's, it's going to change literally on a daily basis. So you just got to keep your eye on the standings. Uh, I still have basically Phoenix and golden state as the two front runners. And a lot of people say, well, how can you say that they're, they're both 10 and 11 games back of first place right now. And that's true. But, We've seen it for decades in the NBA. When you're a team that has championship pedigree, like the Golden State Warriors, or uh, a player, as in Kevin Durant, who's got championship pedigree, these guys don't care about the standings. They don't care what seed they have. Um, to, To be a top seed in this league, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Denver... Denver feels really great right about now. Like, they they think that they're a legit contender. But they're not. We've seen this over and over again. 
these front running teams that end up with the number one seed, they just kind of run away with a conference. And when they don't have any championship pedigree, they get into the playoffs and yeah, they might make to the second round. They might make to the conference finals if they're lucky, but you can look at all these teams, man, Denver, you look at Memphis, Sacramento, uh, Minnesota Clippers. These teams have never done anything, right? So why would you expect them to do anything this year? Um, the That's one exception, year. Yeah, the one exception I, I would say on that list is Dallas because Dallas has actually accomplished something. Before they got Kyrie Irving, you know, they reached the conference finals last year. So I will throw Dallas into that mix, even though they don't have championship pedigree. Um, they do have experience going deep into the playoffs. And so I, I give Dallas a fighting chance. Um, those two guys started off slow. Kyrie and Luka got off to a slow start together. That's to be expected. You know, that happened with the big three in Miami back in the day. They didn't win a championship in their first year, but it, it'll take a, a while for Kyrie and Luka to get some chemistry. But I would certainly put them into the mix. I feel better about Dallas right now, I can tell you that, than I feel about the Clippers because well, that's for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, again, I know I'm kind of, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to say, oh, we got to give Dallas time, but we're not going to give the Clippers time. It's completely different, guys, okay? Because Kyrie Irving is still in his prime, and he can still put up a 40-burger at the drop of a hat. He could put up a 50-burger. When you compare that to the situation with the Clippers, we all know that Russell Westbrook is washed. He can't do that. He's not. He can't put – I mean, you'd be lucky to get, I mean, maybe 25 points every once in a while out of Westbrook, but – yeah, those guys need some time to build chemistry, but, but is it is it Westbrook really the problem? I mean, this is compared to Dallas situation. Dallas, we have one guy entering the situation uh to who didn't even have a combo with him in Luca. And then on the LA Clippers side, it's one guy entering situation with a duo already there, a Paul George and Leonard. Like, is I, it, I think, is it really a Westbrook situation right now? You know what? While I said it's early and we got to give this thing time until they make this thing work. Yes, it is. It is Russell Westbrook's fault. It is his job. Okay. Cause nobody's going to blame Ty Lue. Ty Lue has championship no, I think Ty Lue's out of this. by his own right. So until they make this work and I think they, they will make it work. They're not going to be a contender, but I could, I could see them making a run. Maybe, maybe they make it to the second round of the playoffs. But until they build team chemistry, until they make this thing work, whether that takes five games or 10 games or 20 games, yes, that is always going to fall at the feet of Russell Westbrook. Whether it's his fault or not, that's the way people are going to view this thing because it's his job to, to find a fit, to figure out how he fits onto this team. Now, you ask me personally, it's obviously it's Tyron Lue's job to figure out how to make this thing work my point is he's never going to get the blame for it so if this thing doesn't work out they're not going to move off of Ty Lue I mean they're they're going to move Westbrook out of there so unfortunately that's just kind of the way it goes but um yeah I, I think Clippers could make this thing work but when I say make it work that does not mean I think they're going to be a contender because Kawhi and Paul George that that's not enough man I mean they those two guys are considered 
two of the best two-way players in the league while the Clippers have been playing shitty defense, you know, ever since Westbrook came in there and they, they haven't been playing very good defense at all. Now that's something, you know, we talk about a team like Golden State, they haven't played a whole lot of defense either. It's a little bit different because we know that these teams are going to turn it off in the playoffs. Uh, playoff defense is totally different than regular season defense. And so I think, yeah, guys like Kawhi and Paul George, they're going to definitely turn it up a notch in the playoffs. But right now they're sitting at the play in. So they're in the number eight spot mm-hmm. and they, you know, they've got a little bit of time, but you can't sit there and play 500 ball for the rest of the season. You got to figure out a way within the next, I would say five to 10 games to really, make Russell Westbrook fit in on the floor there. Yeah. I mean, they're already on a five game losing streak here. So it's, it's almost time to time to start figuring life out pretty quick here before it's too late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, my gosh, I mean, what, what look at the play in situation right now. I mean, those teams are so even and you know, you've got Minnesota and the Clippers who you would think, it would be between those two teams uh, in that play-in tournament. But, uh, you know, I don't really see Utah or New Orleans doing anything. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if the Clippers – yeah, I, I will say this. It would be interesting if the Clippers hold on to that eight seed and play Denver in the first round. I, I do think that would be very, very interesting. But, again, it all comes down to making Westbrook fit – uh, the common thought out there is that he's got to move to the bench, which everybody knows he doesn't want to do that. But he did come off the bench there for a while with the Lakers. Yeah. The bottom line is you got to get him off the floor late in the fourth quarter. He cannot be on the floor in a late game situation. So whether that means you just play him in the first half of the fourth quarter, that's fine. I don't think he should be in the starting unit either. You know, get him his minutes, but I really don't want him on the floor in the first six minutes of the game. and I don't want him on the floor in the last six minutes of the game when the game's on the line, because the guy's a turnover machine. I still think he has a lot to give, right? So we say that he's washed. I mean, a wash Russell Westbrook is a lot better than a wash version of just a random player, right? Just like a, yeah, that's for you know, sure. a common player. But um, so he, he does have a lot to offer, but for me, it's gotta be him on that second unit. He can provide tremendous value if he's willing to run with that second union, even unit, even in the playoffs. Uh, but that's something that he's going to have to have a conversation. I think with, with Ty Lu at some point and just be like, Hey guys, this, this thing's not working. We got to have you run with the second unit. Otherwise we're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. So this brings me to the question of did Russell Westbrook make the wrong choice of joining the Clippers? Cause you and I had a discussion a few weeks ago about teams. He should go. And I was very admitted going to the East where he can be the lonesome kind of guy, you know, like that he always prospers as, as, as he is like, did he make the wrong choice with the Clippers? No, because I think uh, Russell Westbrook is a competitor and he wants to win. Um, he doesn't want to go to the East. I mean, the, the only two teams that are relevant right now in the East are, well, I guess you got three relevant teams, Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee they wouldn't have taken Russell Westbrook. So if you put him on any other team in the, in the East, he's irrelevant because those teams are irrelevant. And so I think Russell Westbrook being a competitor, he still wants to win. 
right? So he's already proved himself on an individual basis, um, averaging a triple double all those times. Uh, but now, like, he wants to be put into a winning situation. Um, I personally think they they have no shot of winning the championship this year. But at least if you're a guy like Westbrook, if you can make a, a deep playoff run, maybe they get lucky. Maybe they get lucky and make it to the Western Conference Finals. I don't see that happening. But if it happens, that's going to look a lot better on his Hall of Fame resume. Because, like I said, as an individual player, he doesn't he needs he doesn't need to prove anything. But I think the guy he wants to be a winner for once. Uh, I guess that's fair. I was thinking more of like his, you know, just the stats and everything. Like you know, we call it stat padding all the time. But like we we see we see a different version when he's the sole guy, right? Like he was to the Thunder when he was with the Rockets when he was with Washington. He's essentially the sole guy because I think Beal was injured during that time too. So. Like that's that's kind of what I was thinking, but I guess you're right as far as resume status going for the Hall of Fame. Then yeah, I guess having a chance in the playoffs a little more often would help. <laughs> yeah, and I would say even in those terms, I, I still like what he did versus just going over to the East or like some trash team that's not going to contend. I think he would actually fall off the cliff faster. Like it would be a severe drop. Because yeah, he would be able to pat he'd be able to pad his stats in that situation. But whenever that cliff happens, whenever he falls off the cliff, it would be a very severe fall. Like it'd either be like a catastrophic injury or, you know, just be like, wow, this guy, he really can't play anymore. Meanwhile, I think in his current situation, if he's willing to take a little bit lesser role, I think if and when he does fall off of that cliff, which you can already see signs of that happening, I think it'll be more of a, a slow fall off of that cliff rather than a violent fall, like you would see if, if he was like the main guy, like the number one go-to guy on a team. Right. That's fair. That's fair. So let's let's hop back into the, to the top section of the West real quick here because Denver and Sacramento are just nonstop winning, right? Phoenix has Durant now. They're going to figure out how to how to continue winning and be consistent. So Memphis, Memphis could be in a lot of turmoil, I think. They lost Brandon Clark last night. Uh, this is a team as well that's kind of struggled the last 10, unlike the other teams outside of Golden State, I guess, in Dallas. But like th this Memphis team's at a two seed. I could easily see this team currently be down to at least a, a four or five by the end of the year. Is that is that your thoughts as well for Memphis? Yeah, I mean, at this point, so I said earlier that Golden State is five games back of Memphis, and Golden State's starting to get hot right now. We all believe that Phoenix is going to get hot. Oh, by the way, um, five-game win streak for Golden State right now, sitting at the, uh, what's that, the five? Steph yeah. Curry, scheduled to return back Sunday against the Lakers. Yeah, I if I had to make a prediction right now, I do not think Memphis is going to host a playoff series, whether that means a five or a so six seed, whatever you want. Uh, they're the two right now. I do not think that they will host a playoff game or a playoff series this year um, because they've got too many off the court distractions going on mm -hmm. right now with their main guy, with John ja Morant. Um, yep. You know, and that's 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 a huge distraction, man, because when you have the media walking up to you as a player and they don't even ask you about the game or maybe they'll pretend for a while that they care about the game. And then it all goes into, you know, what do you think about these allegations or what do you think happened here? 
it just it's it turns into a circus show and i think those distractions are going to kill memphis this year they'll make the playoffs yeah. right they'll you know they they might get lucky and make to the second round but certainly don't see them holding on to that number two seed uh i think sacramento right now is a better team than memphis because they're just they're playing very well right now they're they picked not gonna up make where they left off in the first half yeah, they're, like, they're, continue on. They're, they're not going to make a deep run, although I will tell you this, the reason why they're playing so well right now, at least my main reason, is because of their head coach, Mike Brown. Um, I think he should be in the running for coach of the year because you take a look at that roster. Yeah, I understand De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis. Those are great players. But look at the rest of that roster. I mean, it's it's Heron Barnes and probably a bunch of guys that you guys have never even heard of out there. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, they, the reason they're overachieving is because of Mike Brown. Like that's, that's the only reason. And yeah, De'Aaron Fox is playing amazing this year. Uh, yeah, Cause they're uh, really right. Fun. Currently they're the first, first and point scored in the league and they're second in the field goal percentage and 10th and three point percentage. It's just, yeah, they're, I, they're just dominant on the offensive side. I could see Sacramento hosting a playoff series in the first round. I could see Dallas hosting a first round playoff series. But for me, uh, when you're looking at the top six, Memphis is definitely the odd man out. Um, and I, I think they're, they're just not going to be, be able to maintain that spot. Denver, again, Denver, I will compare them ironically to the great Peyton Manning. They're a great regular season team. They are dominant. They are invincible baby but they weren't a one last year they weren't they a one last year man just like peyton manning in the regular season but once they get to the playoffs buddy oh wow you guys are in for a real treat because yeah you've got hey nicole Jokic won a championship or two all right you, even you got won a championship or two <laughs> you got nicole Jokic. you've got injury pro and jamal murray and then I don't. You got a bunch ACL. of guys. You got a. You got a bunch pro. of really good, really good, not great. ACL you got a bunch of really fine it. players in there. Uh, so I think it it happens like not every year, but a lot of years where you just have this front runner, and everybody thinks, "Oh my gosh, look at Denver! Oh my gosh, they're going to win the championship!" And dude, they're they they're. I I won't be shocked if they get knocked out in the first round. Now that depends on who they play, but. At this, by the same token, I will be shocked if they make it out of the second round. Okay. And I don't care who they play. There's so many teams that could mop the floor with them in the playoffs because they just, they, there's no playoff experience. There's nothing there. I mean, you've got the MVP of the league. And then you just, to me, you got a bunch of guys. I mean, Jamal Murray, in my mind, used to be a superstar caliber player until he got to the point where he couldn't stay on the floor consistently. He was out and for one year. We don't know what to expect from that guy in the playoffs. I mean, you really you really think Aaron Gordon is gonna no. you know be a, a consistent no. guy in the playoffs? I think he's you a really great think, role player, but yeah, I don't I, think he's a consistent guy. Everybody wants I, I will tell you this. I, I'm glad they picked up Reggie Jackson because that's a guy that does have some playoff experience. So a guy like that's going to certainly help help a lot with his veteran leadership. But now these guys are pretenders, man, and they, they are not going to make a deep run. So, I mean, I, I would take the Clippers over Denver. 
I, I mean, I, I would even take like if they ended up matching with uh, matching up with Minnesota, for example, in the first round. I think that would be a very interesting series. I think Denver would win, but that that's a seven game series that would have seven games written all over it um, because Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Edwards is a he's a he's a freaking dog, man. Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of other dogs to work with on that team, but um, I could see that them that would be a great first round matchup that I would love to see because again, Denver would win, but it, it would not be a blowout like every like all you guys probably think it would be. Okay, all right, let's do this here. I'm going to ask you this every Saturday leading up to the playoffs. I want JG's Western Conference one through eight. Hmm. One through eight, huh? All right. Yeah. Now you're talking. You're talking by the end of the regular season. By the end of the regular season, this is this is the rankings. That's it's going to be, and this is your prediction. Every week we're gonna we're gonna update it every every week. But this is the end of the regular season. This will be the standings. All right. So so for right now, this would be my one through eight. I would go with obviously Denver at number one. I do not think anyone's going to catch them. Uh, number two, I am going to go with Phoenix. That's a jump, number, right? Number three, I will go with Golden State. Number four, I will go ahead and go with Dallas. Number five, Sacramento. Number six, give me the Clippers. Number seven, give me Memphis. Number eight, give me the Wolves. The Wolves. All right. Interesting. So you had Sacramento having a downfall kind of towards the last month of the season then. Well, not necessarily a downfall. I just think that Phoenix and Golden State are that much better. And I think with Dallas, you know, as Kyrie and Luka get more experience together, I mean, that's two guys that can give you 50 points on any given night. I I do see Dallas making the jump. But I, I think those two teams are kind of interchangeable. Like, I, I'm not going to be surprised either way if, if Sacramento or Dallas is, like, ahead of the other one. I think those two teams right now are pretty even. All right. All right. Real quick here, who's your eight of the East? Number eight? No, who's your uh, one through eight? One through eight. Okay, yeah, I'll give you – well, yeah, one through three is easy because I don't think oh, you're yeah. going to see it. A whole lot of movement there. Um, if you're taking me out to eight, I mean, gosh, I'm tempted to just leave Toronto and Washington out of there. Um, I could see it, it's just there's there's so much more separation, I think, now in the East versus the West. I could see the Knicks being bumped up to number four, and I would okay. bump Cleveland Cleveland down to five. Um, I would move up Miami to number six. I would move Atlanta up to number seven, and then I would probably slide Brooklyn down to the eighth spot. Although Brooklyn, now that they've traded away all of their uh, superstars, now Mikhail Bridges, he's kind of a wild card. He's playing like a monster right now. Uh, but he I could is. easily see I could easily see Toronto taking that eighth spot over brooklyn so i know they've toronto's only like four and a half back of brooklyn so yeah i i probably 
I, I give it to Brooklyn right now just because I think, like I said, Mikhail Bridges is playing so well. And I'd probably have Toronto on the outside looking in. Where where'd you have Atlanta? Did you have Atlanta anywhere? I slid Atlanta up to the seven. Seven. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And then I've got I've got Miami at six, Atlanta at seven, and then we'll put Brooklyn at number eight. Gotcha. And you have Milwaukee, Boston, Philly in your top three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I could see Boston, you know those teams are so even like people don't realize it, that it, it, I mean, they, those two teams are fighting. I mean, they want home court advantage is a big deal for those two teams. And like, I think those teams are going to be back and forth for the rest of the year. Right now, Milwaukee holds on to the one spot, but Boston held it for the rest of the year. So that'll, that'll be, that'll be the most interesting thing is who's going to come out with that one seed in the East. He's too full. What's up, too full? He goes, the facts, the fact you don't have the Rockets at number one is absurd. <laughs> I, I do have them number one. As a matter of fact, they are number one in the ping pong balls. They will draft <laughs> Victor Weminyana next year. And if he doesn't go to Houston, if he doesn't go to Houston, he's going to the Spurs, baby. So one way or the other, he's going to Texas. But right. no, I will my... be in Houston. Houston is number like one that. in the ping pong balls. In the ping pong balls. All right, here's my... Final question of the show before we get out of here. Um, Milwaukee's on a 16-game win streak, right? They're insane. They're about to sign Goran Dragic uh, as well. So I want to know, in the month of March here, and I'll give you the, the, the schedule here, do they lose a game? Because Philly today, tonight, uh, for versus Philly, so it's at home. Uh, Washington, Orlando, Brooklyn, Golden State next Saturday. Any of those strike you as a loss for Milwaukee? On those yet? Are they hosting Golden State? They're at Golden State. So I believe that they will lose that for sure. Oh, uh, okay. because Steph Steph is guaranteed to be back by then. Um, that's kind of iffy on the Sixers. I just think winning sixteen in a row, man, like, like that's just insane. I think I think they need to drop one to Philly here. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say that they'll lose two of those games. So you think Philly England State the two Saturday games? Yeah, but if, if they only lose one, I, I would say it's going to be Golden State. So I was going to say if they get past Golden State, let's say they get past Philly Golden State as well, the next week is probably where they might lose it, and that's going to be Sacramento and Phoenix on back-to-back days, a Monday, Tuesday, at Sacramento, at Phoenix. That's going to be tough. I think they're going to manhandle Phoenix. They because oh, it okay. Milwaukee is a defensive juggernaut. I think they'll destroy Phoenix. I mean, it, it'll be one of those games where Durant and Booker explode and then nobody else does shit, including CP3 who generally doesn't do shit these days anyway. By the way, if Milwaukee gets past this month without a loss, like a Philly Golden State a back-to-back against Sacramento Phoenix, uh, as well as ending the month on with Denver and Boston. I mean, how can you not name them the, the league winner already? Because that's a playoff schedule by itself. <laughs> I look yeah, up the I worst mean... team, they might even know their <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. You we, we appreciate about... your support. <laughs> they thought we were talking about the Crotch Rockets. They didn't know that that was a real team. <laughs> no, I think. Oh, uh, man. I... I was I was telling somebody this the other day. I think that if you end up with a Boston 
Golden State rematch in the finals. I think that Boston wins this year only because of the revenge factor. But I think if you end up with a Milwaukee versus Golden State, I, I think Golden State will torch them. I mean, it's still probably be a six, six or seven game series, but uh, Golden State guys, they're getting hot right now and they, they've just gotten more horses. They've got way more horses than anybody else in the league. And so I think, you know, I want to see a rematch personally because I do want to see Boston finally get the chip. Um, yeah. But if it ends up being Milwaukee, I think I think Golden State will handle them. All right. Yeah, it'll be interesting as we get closer. So, all right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up here. So make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow if you haven't already. Um, we'll uh, we'll be back next Saturday with some more NBA news and updates of what's going on in the league. So anyways, Jason, any final words? No, man, let's uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's make it to the NBA playoffs, man. The season's too long. Amen to that. Michael tell you that, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, everybody have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you next Saturday. See you guys. See you guys. Outro.